Welcome to Gain That Tune. Everybody, it's game that tune back in the house once again. It's ya boy John Harrington here, and we got John Regan with us. Say hey, hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey, hey. And we've got David Fleming celebrating his fourth wedding anniversary by recording a podcast and says, "Spend it with his wife." Say hey, and happy anniversary, man. We're spending all day Friday together. Her schedule didn't allow it. Our, my schedule didn't allow it. Like this was discussed. I'm not a horrible husband. No, also, I'm not hey. saying that. No, you're you're not a horrible husband. You're a fantastic podcast co-host. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what married couple wants to go out on a Wednesday, baby? Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is Game That Tune. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 175. We're gonna have a blast tonight. Uh, what we are gonna do around here is listen to some video game music. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're gonna try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're gonna goof off, have a lot of fun. And the winner at the end of the night picks a theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And the winner last week was me by points. Uh, but for some reason, the winner ended up being John Regan. <laughs> so, uh, Johnny, why don't you talk to him tonight, man? Tell him what, uh, what we got in store for tonight's show. Game That Tune. Replay. Panties. 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 I got you some meat. Let me see your cake. Panties. Panties. I have this piece of meat. Now get on this other piece of meat. Say, I'm going to take your pan- your GTT panties off with my teeth. Panties. Eat this meat and then spit it out. I really don't like how many times we all just said, I'm not even going to say, I am not going on your goddamn soundboard. Say titties. Titties. Say it slower. <laughs> Titties. Now say it like you're ashamed of yourself. Titties. I'm going on your soundboard, aren't I? Panties. <laughs> oh shit, there is a clip of me saying it. <laughs> yeah, we got it, man. I, upon further review, you have said panties. And uh, yes, that's right. Tonight it's a free play, ladies and gentlemen. Anything goes on tonight's show, so... Uh, Man, we got a great one coming up. We got uh, five great games. We got a great fan request this week. I think we're going to hit an awesome new milestone this week. And uh, Johnny, I think we just got to, you know, pull up those GTT panties and jump right into the first game, man. Game one.
So, uh, the arcade edition of this game was originally a proof of concept, uh, but the results are so encouraging, it was actually fully developed into a standalone arcade cabinet. I forgot to clip that. Hold on, so. I have a guess. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, I had an inkling, and then suddenly I was like, you know what? I bet this is it. Man, I'm glad that fucking happened. <laughs> so, everybody here says virtual racing. You're all wrong. This is virtual racing deluxe for this 32X. No, so it's oh, a hat no! trick. <laughs> So this is Virtual Racing Deluxe for the Sega 32X. You wow, John. What a classically Johnny start to the show. Um, wow. <laughs> I was not prepared for you to free play it up like that right <laughs> off the bat. That is. Uh, that was just, the best goddamn thing. That's just fantastic. Jesus. Um, wow. So yeah, Virtual Racing. Um, this is the... Uh, like the Mario Kart clone starring the cast of Virtua Fighter? Yes. I wish it was oh that. That would, that'd be so much better, because honestly, this game's not that great. Um, <gasps> no. Well, I mean, this was, like, one of the first, like, 3D racing game. It, or was it the first 3D racing game? Like <laughs> The first, I think it the- was, beaten by Atari by, like, a year, but it was the first one that was, like, had a good frame, could actually run at, like, 60 frames a second. Um, and actually, the, the point that I, I'm, I can say from expertise, it was predated by uh, Namco's winning run in 1988 and Atari's hard driving in 1989. Uh, I know the, my polygonal 3D racers arcade history. The point that I'm getting at is this was a very, very early 3D racer where like the fact that it was in 3D and had polygonal graphics was a big deal. But going back to it, like, no, it doesn't hold up at all. That's like, like the fucking defining characteristic of the Virtua title and like <laughs> whatever you want to call the umbrella, the series, as you as it were. Like, it's in bad polygons from the early 90s and it was the shit when it came out. 
and now it's like, uh, okay, yeah, I can see, uh, that was that was charming. But yeah, they're going I mean, back. They're still making Virtua Fighter games, and they're pretty good. But like the original super blocky ones, are they? Still I want to say Virtua like, Fighter? yeah, like Virtua Fighter either five or six came out not that long ago. Okay. What? Uh, that's he news said to typing me. to check. Virtua Fighter Five. Uh, I know this from expertise. I can say it offhand without looking it up. Uh, Virtua Fighter Five Final Showdown was released in 2012, so it's been seven years, David. Yeah, okay, but, but I mean, the the point that I'm making is that when's the last time that you played a Virtua Racer game? Like they made they made Virtua Fighter games later, and like and the series in, continued on. In it fairness, was it wasn't just the shitty polygonal graphics. That one I just referenced, I was even being generous because it was a remake of Virtua Fighter Five that came out in 2006. So it's been quite some time since anybody. Made I Virtua think you're Fighter too game. hung up, though, John. What? You're what hung, I want to know. You're hung up on how long ago did the last game come out? What we're really talking about is the fact that for about 20 years they made Virtual Fighter games. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, they got some longevity out of that thing, man. <laughs> so, uh, how does this tie into Virtual Tennis and Virtual Cop? Well, one thing is, I think you just said Virtual, and it's not Virtual, it's Virtua. Um, oh, okay. man, Jesse, how embarrassing for you. Yeah, John, play the game over sound. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, shit, no. we gotta find it. I mean... Uh. <laughs> That's that right there is probably the most embarrassing virtual related thing that has ever happened on this show. Quite the disappointment. But uh, yes, but Sorry, there I'll is a virtual. I'll edit in the actual game over show. <laughs> uh, so wait, sorry. What about the police? Fuck the police, Jesse. Uh, you know, <laughs> we talk about you know, virtual cop. Not relevant. Do you get to run from the cops? Was this Virtua Need for Speed? No. Let's talk about Virtua Ooh. Racing. Um, Can we have a Virtua Racing where you play as the getaway driver in a cop game? Yeah, dude. Virtua Drive starring Ryan Gosling? I'd be uh, kind of into that. Um, but no, this isn't that. So this is a game where you play as a box. Um, <laughs> rolling down the street oh, with boxy box wheels. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, is this is that what this is? Is the whole Virtua series a prequel to Box Boy? Oh my God, I would love it that now. so much. If they Box made Boy's like Box Boy, <laughs> if they made Box Boy 3D using Virtua style graphics, uh, or yeah, it's revealed in the course of the game that Box Boy's name is Akira Junior. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> my father was the Virtua Fighter. <laughs> really. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can unlock, like, a headband item in Box Boy, so, I mean, it stands yeah. to reason. Yep. Um, but anyway, Johnny, so this is uh, this is your fucking wheelhouse, man. Talk to us about the 32X and Virtual Racing Deluxe. It is a significant improvement to the, to the Genesis version of Virtual Racing. Because uh, so the ar- is it the arcade version <laughs> of <laughs> Virtual Racing is, like, it's smooth. It's a smooth game. Runs at 60 frames a second. You got all kinds of stuff to interact with. Like, you have NPC characters, things like that. The Genesis one runs at, like, 10 frames a second. And it's yes. just... <laughs> it's just real ass. Like, I remember running it just being like, I am really <laughs> disappointed in this. Like, wow. Even, like, kid me. Like, 10-year-old me was like, no, no, this sucks. Wow. Virtual See, Racing impressive. Virtual Racing Deluxe got it up to more like 20 frames a second or so. It's still not arcade quality. But significantly closer than the Genesis version was. So what you're saying is they should Nintendo should have rung these guys up and been like, "Listen, 
we've made a big mistake. We have this game called Stunt Race FX, and we've way overpromised on what the SNES can deliver. Can you uh, can you put it on your 32x and maybe get us up to like seven frames per second? <laughs> like, can you bring the 32x uh, to the Super Nintendo, please? Yeah, <laughs> we had a we had kind of a deal going with Sony, and it fell through. Can we? Uh, can we plug your 32X into the SNES, please? <laughs> We're dying here. They, they took half a secret of mana. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, I do think that this one has the better soundtrack compared to even the arcade edition. It is Hell really yeah, good. it does. <laughs> yeah, that, that music is pretty bumping, pretty jamming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I had to look it up because obviously it's now Fumi Hataya who is like... Mr. Sonic CD, Mr. Uh, Onward into the Sonic series, that funky 90s shit. Anytime, man, that there's, you know, a little bit of that, like, New Jack Swing, Sega Genesis call and response, like, go, go, type music, I'm just like, yes, this is, uh, this is what I'm here for. This is, uh, <laughs> this is one of the reasons I loved the 90s and video game music. <laughs> And yeah, um, I do know that this also added. Uh, this had, I think it's like a, uh, two new cars and like two or three new tracks are exclusive to the 32X edition, which is pretty cool. Um, so it's not just a straight port; they actually added stuff to it. Um, and yeah, I think it was uh, really cool at the time. Um, it was cool getting uh, polygonal, po polygonal, po polyg uh, polygamous. No, that's not right. <laughs> Polybius. The man who's married to many polygons. Pluvius. Uh, <laughs> evil wizard. <laughs> a game with polygons on a home console was pretty sweet. Uh, and managed to pull off, I think it rivals, you know, what the Super FX chip could do on the Super Nintendo. Hot take. I think, I think this looks better than Star Fox. <laughs> Johnny, that's it's really not a hot take. When's the last time you went back and played those fucking FX chip games? They're awful now. <laughs> like, oh boy, Johnny, it's, uh, yeah, they, they sold that Super NES Classic to people trying to get them to play Star Fox 2. It's unplayable. It's terrible. And then they gave everybody a bunch I of free SNES games for being a, you know, a Nintendo Switch Online member, and they gave everybody Stunt Race FX. We've been over this. It's awful. You can't fucking play it. It's unplayable. <laughs> that is awful. That's truly terrible. Actually, oh wait, Johnny wasn't here for that. I think that was a Jim's discussion. But uh, yeah, uh, fucking Super FX chip games suck. <laughs> Although I I know that's something that has been mentioned on the show before, but I still stand by it. Like retro 16-bit sprite art being like the indie darling is great, but I am waiting for the indie game trend to be like shitty PlayStation One polygon Ooh. graphics. Like that needs to happen. Yeah, I really want that to happen. It does. It really does need to happen. Like, where are the people that grew up on the PlayStation 1, like, Jet Moto level polygons? Like, why is that not the inspiration for your $15 indie game right now? Like, that needs to be everything. Everything just needs to be a bunch of interconnected triangles and just, like, clipping through everything. I think, because um, I, I can imagine, like, some young game developer, like, fresh with their degree from college in 3D modeling, it's like, you know, I'm not the best at, like, rounded surfaces and shading it's like okay but what if the models were shitty like, oh this is perfect yeah. <laughs> like, i don't really feel like you know i think we got a good little engine here but i don't really feel like polishing it cool publish it <laughs> <laughs> yeah why why we don't have i mean we do have, i've seen some low poly games a few but like yeah well, like 
do you think there'll be a like everything's cyclical right do you think we're gonna in a couple of years see a resurgence of low poly games coming out that's I've, the cycle I that really david's been so. asking for <laughs> like, i've seen david's it david's been wanting that. i've seen it with some like vr games like that one game uh crap i forgot what it's called uh <laughs> hot something uh the like bullet <laughs> game vr and time moves as you move you know what i'm talking about you oh it's game? um uh hot God, I knew it earlier. I uh, hot crap block. No, uh, super hot. Um, yes, 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 super hot. Aha, I said that out of memory. I didn't see Dell's comment in the chat. <laughs> Damn, you were on point oh. tonight, John. Yeah, man. I know everything without googling or looking at the chat. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's me. All right, baby. Mister Facts are correct. Um. But yeah, no, it'd be so fucking cool if, like, boxy old, you know, 3D stuff came back. Like, seriously, like, how hard is it to make something for, like, current systems, like, say, Switch, where it's basically just, like, the Star Fox 64 multiplayer, but you play it with some friends online? Like, what, you know, where is that shit? Like, where's where's my flying games and, you know, my, uh, my like, co-op or, or, like, multiplayer racing games done in a boxy style? I mean, like, it has charm. Because it just takes you to a certain period in time. That time being about 1994 through 1996. Like, it's yeah, it's a look that evokes a time period. And I, I feel like people aren't leaning into it hard enough in current uh, retro game making. Yeah, alas, maybe they will. I'm, how old was somebody who was born in 1992 right now? 20, 27 or so? They probably weren't playing video games when they were two. I think the point is they should be making shit like this by now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Johnny, I'm going to need you to start doing this. You need to be the one to program it. Um, can you give us that Sonic R fan game that I know you've got saved on your computer? Damn it. How did you do that? How did you know that? I told ah. you, dude. I know, I know everything tonight. Get That's out of my computer, John. I told you. Yeah. If I just change the faces to our faces and make it a GTT game. Exactly. Ooh. And you know, change those backgrounds before you send it to send it over to like Nintendo for approval for the Switch eShop, because I think it'll get us an adults-only rating, all the course themes. But anyway, uh, Johnny, anything else on uh, virtual racing? Uh, easily the best box-based racing game that we've covered thus far on the show. Uh, no, I'm excited to get this sweet dope music out of the radio. That was the main driver for picking this. And yeah, uh, yeah with that, I'm ready to move on things. Yeah. <laughs> with that, I'm ready to move it on to game two. Wow. Game two.
So, uh, this game features eight downloadable characters that are all free. additional piece of trivia that may help you if you guys feel that you need it. Go on. Okay, well, I was going to say nobody said anything. It's like, well, maybe they don't know it. Uh, Those eight free downloadable characters were available by scanning QR codes. All right, Johnny is confident with his penis drawing. Mm -hmm. Here it comes. The Chani says virtual racing. Sadly, incorrect. Jesse's thinking. John and Jesse have yet to show their answers. Uh, Jesse says butts. Very close. Um, John Harrington says Mario Golf 3DS, which I believe we have used on the show before. Uh, Instead, he went with the sister series. This is Mario Tennis Open for the 3DS. <laughs> Okay, now. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's surprisingly difficult to find Mario Tennis music that doesn't sound like Mario Tennis music. See, and even in your effort to do that, I was like, well, we got a Mario sports game on our hands. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but which? <laughs> like, and then, you know, I feel like when, you, when your trivia is, like, about downloadable characters, it's, you know, usually, like, a covert, like, sneaky thing for, like, you know, uh... You know, the Mario, you know, tennis game for fuck. Uh, we, oh wait, we already used Ultra Smash, and then I looked, and we had already used Aces, and so I was just going. I'm like, what's that Mario Golf one? Uh, World Tour uh, Open? No, fuck it. Uh, whatever. 3DS, yes. Uh, yeah, and I only put in the, the 3DS thing after you said QR code. <laughs> so. Well, uh, and the time. interesting thing is, I wanted to use this as trivia, but I couldn't, like, find a way to word it. This is the only Mario Tennis game that came out, I believe, before the Mario... Well, let me make sure I got this right. Hang on. Um, yeah, this is the um, only Mario Tennis game to come out before the Mario Golf game on the system. Oh. Like, every other Mario Golf game came out before Mario Tennis did. So, interesting. Or after. Anyhow. The point is, uh, this is Mario Tennis on 3DS. The eight... So there are eight downloadable characters by scanning QR codes. It's a total cheat. 
because the eight downloadable characters are Metal Mario, Ugh. Black Yoshi, White okay. Yoshi, Red Yoshi, Pink Yoshi, Blue Yoshi, and Light Blue Yoshi. Oh, fuck so, like, that. They're not, oh, man. They're not really new characters. They all have, like, slightly different stats and stuff, but, yeah, they're, they're palette swaps. It is a total cheat. I mean, and so wait, it's QR codes, so it's not like Amiibos or like uh, like Amiibo cards. So it's not like they're asking you to buy something, right? Yeah, no, no. They had an... Um, okay, they good, I was about like to get these, fucking angry. <laughs> they released these QR codes, I think, like on the main Nintendo website, or like maybe Red Yoshi was available at like a Best Buy kiosk, and like Blue Yoshi was at GameStop or whatever, like... But it was very easy to track these down to get the f- the full roster. Yeah, I, l- I love it. All the different Yoshi characters, all the different Yoshi colors have different, like, black Yoshi is all around. Red and pink Yoshi are technique characters. <laughs> like, yellow Yoshi and Metal Mario are power characters. Like, why? <laughs> like, Well, and my favorite is, um, and I'm trying to remember which one. I think it's the blue Yoshis that are speed characters. Like... Yoshi is normally a speed character, so how different are they really? <laughs> I mean, they blew. Uh, they blew themselves. <laughs> it makes, oh, it um, makes sense. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, this game, did anybody else happen to play Mario Tennis on 3DS? All right, briefly, just what, last thing on the Yoshi tangent. Did, I, okay, I yeah. get it, they're just colored reskins. Do they have any of the characteristics of the colored Mario, or colored Yoshis from Super Mario World? Like, the yellow one's a power character. Does it, like, do a sandblast? Or, like, the red one's a technique character. Does it have a fire shot? Uh, you know, any did any of that carry forward? John, these are eight down... Or these are, yeah, eight downloadable palette swaps. No. No. Not a thing. I'm just, I'm just you know, trying to, trying to redeem it somehow. It's... I, I love I mean, the Super Mario World different colored Yoshis. It was it was fun discovering those. So maybe it's like, oh, you go to McDonald's and you scan this QR code and you get a, you know, blue Yoshi that can grow wings to fly around the course. Like, that's a that's a cool thing for guys like me. Not for many other people, but for guys like me, <laughs> it'd be a, it's, be a real it's Easter there, egg. It's there if you imagine. Well, he's blue, so like. If he had wings, he would be faster. That's why he's a speed character. There it is. See, that? It's oh, that kind of a thing. They, I, that's probably why the yellow one's the power character. The sand is implied. They just forgot to uh, add it in. They were like, oh, yeah, just yeah, make him yellow. People, people get yellow Yoshi. He's famous <laughs> from that one Star Road level. Anywho. So, yeah, um, was I the only one who played Mario Tennis on 3DS? Johnny, you're a big 3DS player. Give us your rundown on your favorite things about Mario Tennis 3DS. Um, well, I really like all those palette swap characters. That was a pretty cool feature. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised that he has been paying attention this far. <laughs> and they were shy guys, yes? No, I think they were Yoshi's. <laughs> but we'll you think. Re- we'll go review the tape. <laughs> I, I wish they had shy guy in this game. Um. But no, it was a pretty fun game. It's it's the the rare Mario tennis game where I enjoyed the Mario Golf game more because I'm usually more of a Mario tennis player. But this game is kind of light on content. Like, mm. 
There, you can play in tournaments. Um, there's a couple mini games. Most of the mini games are over very quickly. Uh, there was a the one mini game that I really enjoyed was Galaxy Rally. It was basically like the Mario Tennis Endless Rally, but it was set on the Mario Galaxy Court. So you're trying to collect coins, and you collect coins by collecting like the pieces of the launch star. Okay. Uh, and eventually, like it's set on the like the the court panels are like the green disappearing panels from Super Mario Galaxy. So, like, the first 25 rally points, everything is fine. After that, like, half of the panels disappear. And then the other half, like, every time you hit the ball there, it disappears and shifts to somewhere else. So, you got, like, a fun Mario Galaxy reference there. And, of course, the bottom of the court is a black hole. So, if you miss, your ball gets sucked into a black hole, never to be seen again. Dope. Now, David, you're the, uh, you're the big, like... You know, Mario series guy, Mario sports fan, and Mario Galaxy fan amongst us. Is Mario Galaxy underrepresented in terms of, like, uh, you know, motifs in the Mario sports games? Like, I feel like it needed to, they needed to come out with more stuff. Like, you know, I know you famously hate Mario Tennis Ultra Smash, and I, I bet you, just on my knowledge of how much you hate it, there's no Mario Galaxy themed content besides Rosalina. Like, you know, there's I mean, there's like no themed content in that game, period. Right, but, but like, I'm trying to think, like, yeah, I guess a Mario golf course in space wouldn't really work. Um, space! Thanks, John. Wow. Wow! I, I didn't wow. even need to signal you. I take it back. I undo my signaling of you. Uh, but yeah, like, I feel like Mario Galaxy, it's just such a such a great, rich, like, beautiful game. And it didn't get its representation in, like, much of the Mario tennis, golf, cart, uh, hoops three-on-three. Three. Like, it, it just it needs a... What about, what about a uh, Mario Galaxy Strikers uh, pitch? Ooh, see. And it's just a big round ball, and you keep knocking the ball. Or it could be a big soccer ball that you play on. See, I was thinking that. Or, like, uh, you know, if, like, this Mario tennis game, you could just hit Luma's. With the tennis bracket, like, it, you know, the little Mario Galaxy course, you hit these little squealing, uh, adorable things as your tennis balls, like, just, yeah, just well, little, I mean, little touches. Aluma is playable in this game, so, like, <laughs> Aluma using another Luma as a tennis ball sounds like a horrible idea. Okay, what, but what, great what, if idea. what if it's that awesome fat Luma, the, the lover? <laughs> like, I love that guy. Um, no, but, but I'm no, I just, to, um... To get to your point, like, yeah, I agree. Like, I do think that Mario Galaxy is kind of underrepresented. Um, And I think a lot of that stems from during the GameCube era, they really pushed Sunshine. Like, Sunshine wasn't fucking everything. And then, like, during the Wii era, they're like, eh, whatever. (laughs) We kind of drew ourselves, paint ourselves into a corner with this whole spherical worlds thing. We can't really do anything with that. But I mean, like, it would be so simple if in, like, the next Mario Tennis game there was, like, Galaxy Court or whatever, and it was just, like, the normal court, but just in space. Just floating in space. space. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. (laughs) We remember. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're doing it too much, John. God damn it. (laughs) Thank you. That's the uh, space undo. Um, Yeah, no, seriously, a Galaxy Court would make too much sense, or, like, you know, the Space Junk Court. Or just, I mean, I don't know. The, the Mario Galaxy is just such a diverse thing. But the easiest thing to do is just have space as a background and a floating area that, like, a game takes place on. Like, I, I feel like they just didn't do that for many things, which is too bad. 
but although there is one thing that I appreciate about this game uh, one there is a court that's set in Mario Galaxy set in space um, there's your classic like Bowser's Castle course there's like an ice course there's a the jungle course the sand course um, but one thing I did really like is they had a, a mushroom course and it was set in Mushroom Gorge from Mario Kart Wii and I don't mean like set in the same area. It was on the track. Like if you looked in the background, you could see the racetrack around the giant mushroom. Okay. And I love when like Mario games do that where they kind of, they make those references like in Mario Kart Double Dash, like you can see other tracks in the background. Like as you go around like Mushroom Bridge, you can see Mushroom City in the background and it's it's not the same, but I loved in um, Smash Brothers Melee, like in the adventure mode level set in the Mushroom Kingdom, like as you got to the end of Princess Peach's castle, in the background you could see a golf course because right. of course there's going to be a golf course by Princess Peach's castle, like all of the sports stuff are in Princess Peach's castle. Yeah, I think they said uh, in like the new Mario Kart, like Mario Kart 8, the Rainbow Road course, the Rainbow Road 64, it's you know, all set up in the sky, but like you can see down like from certain angles and I can't remember if you could see like uh, Woohoo Island or like one of the Daisy courses or something but like you can make out something from the rest of the game it's like yeah that should happen like I love the interconnected world of Mario because yeah he runs and he jumps he goes in some pipes you know he, he steps on some Goombas and he takes a break and he drives a go-kart then he plays some golf like this is just what this world is <laughs> uh. The go- just, you know, Mario, it, Mario Kart game should be how he gets from one world to another. Like all that's implied. Space. Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say all the Mario Kart courses should be applied to take it be in the space between worlds, but you fucking jumped the gun. <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> uh, anyway, no fuck. But yeah, no, I like the interconnected Mario world, you know, because it's it's a world of leisure, and then of like oppressive uh, Bowser dictatorship. So it's uh, it's it's an interesting world they've got. It needs to be seen. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. Like I I really enjoy that interconnectivity. It makes it makes the games just feel more fleshed out and like bigger. And we've only gotten one Mario sports game on Switch which is a crime like we need another Strikers we need a Mario golf game we got mm-hmm. Mario and Sonic at the Olympics coming out soon that's Can't great fucking wait <laughs> that looks great can we Real get tough. maybe like Mario baseball back like let's get some more let's flesh out the Mario canon on Switch see and I, I don't want to do too deep a dive into that but it's distressing to me that they're moving towards the Switch light I know that's not going to be like the only system they're pushing on people but I get the feeling there's going to be a lot less of anything involving the motion controls. Like, you know, the motion controls on the Switch work well enough, and it'd be kind of cool to have a Mario baseball game that you can just pop the Joy-Cons off and be playing two-player Mario baseball in some manner. But I think they're going to move away from that now that they're selling systems where you can't dock it to a TV or detach the Joy-Cons, and I'm a little, I'm well, a little upset by that. Like, I'm not sure about that. How do Switch light they... owners play ARMS? Well, I mean, I'm not sure about that because they're like, oh, we've got the Switch Lite. It doesn't use the motion controls. Now check out our ring peripheral, which specifically uses the Joy-Con separated. Like, okay, Nintendo, what are you trying to sell us here? <laughs> yep. Uh, they're uh, they're going after everybody. I, I, you know, I'm 
I'm intrigued. I think Nintendo's a mess. <laughs> they just want us to have two Switches. That's all it is. Yeah, see, uh, yeah. You know, I saw somebody saying, oh, man, I, I finally traded my Switch for the Switch Lite. I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> don't you want to eventually play something on the TV? It's like, yeah, yeah, I don't really play it on the TV. It's like, yeah, but don't you, like, want the option? <laughs> like, yeah, I can't play Smash Brothers in handheld mode all the time. I need to put that bitch on the TV every now and then. <laughs> it's just, why would you take away the option for yourself? Like, you know, yeah, they're going for people, that, you know, they want them to have two switches. They want a fucking... You know, the main switch on the TV for uh, for Dad, and then they want that light switch so the kids can be playing Pokemon, and never the two shall meet. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, they, the point is, more Mario sports games, please. You know, or yeah. even, I mean, where's, like, where's the Switch Wii Sports compilation? Like, bring that. You know, where, where's Switch Sports Resort? I need to go back to Woohoo Island. I want Woohoo Island to come back in a game so bad. I miss Woohoo Island. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a great setting, and there's there's fun sports to be had in the in the Nintendo world. I think uh, you know we need to get in touch with Nintendo. We need to make sure that part of the next Mario game is set on Woohoo Island, just to really bring that Smash verse together. Like <laughs> it needs. To oh just... God, could you imagine if like Mario Odyssey two Woohoo Kingdom? Oh man, see, oh God, I'd be all about that. I'd be climbing that volcano. I'd be wall kicking in that bitch. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be so good. Anyway, uh, David, anything else on Mario Tennis Open, or Mario sports games in general, or the state of Nintendo uh, Switch sports games? I was gonna say anything else on Mario Tennis Open, which we really didn't discuss much, but uh, it's it's. <laughs> It's fine. It's a pretty fun Didn't game. We? It's Mario Tennis on 3DS. You tell me a, a game is light on content, I'm going to find something else to talk about. That's just how this is going to go. So, um, hell yeah, man. Johnny, hit us with one more space and take us to the next game. Uh? Game 3.
Hi guys, this is our fan request from uh, Isaac on YouTube. Uh, this game was pretty famous for its poorly translated um, dialogue. One line should have been should have been translated, as it seems someone has planted an explosive on the ship. Guys, we just got some answers. Uh, everybody says zero wing, and David has a great drawing of cats, and Jesse wrote cats. all your base. This is that is correct. This is zero wing for the Sega Genesis. <laughs> yes, so that line that I said was translated as somebody set us up the bomb. Yep. Make your time. You have no chance to survive. Make your time. Take it's off you. every zig for great justice. I know this. Why do I know this? <laughs> like, Why are you saying it without looking it up, John? That's my thing tonight. How do you do is that? Is this where for great justice came from? Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. I never knew that. Really? I only knew um, all your base are belong to us and someone set us up the bomb. It's somebody set us up the bomb. Somebody set us up the bomb. Yeah. You're fired, David. I'm sorry, set up us. <laughs> but anyway, get it right, guys. This is Zero Wing, the creator of one of the earliest internet memes. Now, not earliest. There were memes before this, but I think this was like a one of the a really big meme that managed to cross its way into like the general population, right? Because like, before oh, yeah. all your base, before all your base, I don't we know had, the like, general population, but it definitely was like prolific in nerd circles. Like this was referenced on Futurama. Like, yes, this got some coverage. There's a, there's a like dance track remix using all your bass. Like, mm -hmm. this went mainstream. Uh, Ish. Like definitely. I like still, a, I still challenge. <laughs> I don't know that it did. I definitely think <laughs> like you know the the memes before this was like what Mr. T ate my balls, um you know the, the, or the the you have two cows jokes. Yeah, what? like not even Doom music. Uh, <laughs> you're the man now, dog. No, Leroy Jenkins. Even, I think not even Doom music was after this. But, oh, okay. Um, anyways, Tub Girl. Tub. Ooh, Tub Girl. <laughs> <probably after laughs> <this>. Tub Girl. <laughs> oh man. Everyone's favorite. 
I don't know, man. God, are we gonna bring up Lemon Party too? No, no David, don't say that. It's not Lemon Party. That old. What about you Meat Spin? It? Meat Spin. So, oh, no. Back, back to all your base are belong to us. We are on the way to destruction here. This is bad. I've. <laughs> Sorry, John. That was, that was good. <laughs> Thank you. Oh man. Um. I mean, yeah. So, main screen turn on. This game, I've never really played a lot of it. I mostly know about it from the memes. And this is, like, that's something mean that you go back and watch. You watch the video of all your base art belonging to those, and you're like, why was this funny? Because <laughs> oh, it's goddamn timeless is why it's funny. Because it's insane. <laughs> you know, one, shoot 'em up games need no story. Two, none of this comes through in the gameplay. And three, it's that fucking crazy ass like sprite work like the character of cats is so utterly bizarre looking <laughs> like that when he pops up on the screen and the response is just it's you it's like <laughs> it is <laughs> go on you know who this guy is <laughs> this fucking like wacky space cyberpunk villain like okay <laughs> and so what's his story oh my god he all your base are belong to us. <laughs> like, just picture it as like a fucking like eighties like space action movie, and it's like, yeah, this is goddamn nonsense. This is awesome. I love it. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of like an eighties character actor that would have gotten roped into playing cats in like Zero Wing the movie. Uh, Tim Curry, Schwarzenegger, just yeah. because like they would want the star power. Dolph Lundgren. See, See, I always felt like Cats was like, yeah, without playing the game, Cats is just like the kind of phantom threat. He just appears on the video screen. So I was thinking more like Terrence Stamp, you know, fucking like General Zod. <laughs> like, <laughs> somebody appears with some smoldering intensity on a video screen. <laughs> it's just like, oh no, it's you. <laughs> um, Young Gary Oldman. See, that's that's what it looks like to us, you know, 90s kids after that. It's like, oh, that's just Gary Oldman. That's like his character from The Fifth Element. What's he doing here? <laughs> it's like, no, 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 it couldn't have been Gary Oldman. This was 1989 or so. Oh, crap. Mm. Uh, you got to think of, like, you know, bad guys from, like, you know, Stallone movies or, you know. I don't know. It feels like this movie would have starred, like, Kurt Russell. Ooh. Ooh, no, no, no. The dude who played Crease uh, in Karate Kid. Yes, that is Perfect. Cats right there. <laughs> yeah. Sweep the leg, because all your base are belong to us. What are you saying, Crease? <laughs> But yeah, no, it just, uh, it reeks of, like, the best of, like, 80s, early 90s. Like, this was right on the cusp, like, of 80s, 90s, and it's just, it's stuck between worlds, and, uh, it's just a fucking delight, man. Um, there's, there's no way you could do this movie. The special effects weren't good enough back then, like, <laughs> you know, you know now this would have come out on straight-to-video and looked like Star Wars, but it would have been, like, 12 years too late. Like, <laughs> I mean, they made The Last Starfighter, and that was a movie about a game... That was a shoot 'em up, and uh, then he joined the mi the military in space. Mm-hmm. He did. I was gonna say, like, are the special effects in a 1980s version of Zero Wing the movie not good enough, or just bad yeah. to be perfect, or exactly where they need to be? That's the question. Um. Yeah. I I don't know, man. It's uh. It's a mystery. I, they, I think they need to make it. I'm surprised that's not like a funnier die sketch. It's like a live action version of this by now. Like, I feel like, you know, 
it peaked. Like this, you know, are we at the point where early internet memes are soon gonna come back around and be a thing again? Ooh. Much like David wants polygons to be like the new like retro game thing. Are we at the point where there's kids who are raised on the internet meme zero wing and need to reference that more so than uh, you know the actual game zero wing? That you know that's what I want to. Yeah. See, I think that's the secret. I think we need like an HD remastered version of Zero Wing using shitty 90s polygon graphics. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Can you imagine like if Cats came on to deliver those lines, but he looked like Polygon Man from the PlayStation uh. 1? Yeah, or he looked like fucking like a character from Metal Gear Solid, like just kind of vibrating blocks with no face. <laughs> that's kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to derail this because uh, Dell just came back with possibly the best Cats casting possible. Michael Dorn uh, as Cats. <laughs> just, you know, you want to talk space intensity. Uh, you know, do we just need to go around the horn and just do, you know, fantasy uh, fantasy Cats casting? Johnny, you know, who you got in mind for this role, man? Just uh, Let's just spitball it here. Oh, man, does it have to be somebody from the 80s or can it just be anybody? I mean, anybody at this point. Yeah, like, if you're casting a Cats, if you're casting a Zero Wing movie or fucking more accurately, like, a, you know, Funnier Die sketch or, like, an Honest Trailer nowadays, uh, you know, who, who you got playing Cats? Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> going hard, man. Going to the top. <laughs> He's going to unretire from acting to <laughs> come back and play Cats. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um... I can't, you know, no, there's no point in continuing this bit. That John just <laughs> took it. <laughs> I was going to say, please don't choose me next. I don't want to follow that. No, how can you? God damn. Day Lewis wins his third or fourth Oscar for playing cats. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> just be, I mean, not unprecedented, like, not unbelievable. I'd believe it. Um, but, yeah, so, Johnny, you, you did play this then, right? Briefly, yeah, I have played a little bit. Uh, Played it on when, your Sega Genesis back in 1989 when it came out in America, right? Um, well, I don't know if this game actually came out in America, to be honest. I think this is a game over! I'm trying to understand the logic of, I'm not sure if this game came out in America then why would they have a shitty English version of it? Well, Europe. <laughs> That's a fair question. <laughs> the, Europe, the European release. It's like, we're going to release this only in Japan, but translated into English first. And I don't want to no. spend a lot of money doing so. No, it also came out in Europe. It just didn't come out in North America. It was translated to English for the European market. Was it tra- Okay, see, now this is a real, real deal breaker here. Was it translated into Cockney English? <laughs> Should all of this be said with a Michael Caine accent? Is that what we need? Oh my God, John! Can you get the Michael? Can you do the Michael Caine? All your base heart blog does. Oi! Someone set up can. the bomb. They did. <laughs> it's you. Uh, let's see. Oh my God! Michael Caine is the captain, and Dale Day loses cats. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so John, Take you can do a good Daniel Day Lewis impression, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> we get signal. Uh, <laughs> main screen turn on. Nope, it's not, it's not gonna work. I no, can't take do off a good look. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Is it take off every zig? Um, I'm checking. Yeah. Yes, it is take off every zig. Okay, I got. I got to do it real serious. I got to get. You, know, you got to do the sad voice. You got you to really sell that set. You know what you're doing. For great justice, take off every zig. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a good Michael Caine guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was that was beautiful. That was, oh, my God. God. Uh, all your Fernet Branca are belong to us. Um, yeah. Episode title. <laughs> How are you, gentlemen? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> we are uh, really on our way to destruction here. So, Johnny, anything else on Zero Wing... Starring Michael Caine and Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> nope. That's, that's just, that's perfect. I just can't top that. Uh, yeah, no. Dream casting. Let's make it happen. Game And oh, thanks four. Isaac for the request. Oh yeah, thank you Isaac. Game four.
So this game. So this game was a a game that was kickstarted, and it reached uh, 1.5 million within the first day. Uh, various stretch goals were introduced and met, uh, including obtaining David Hayter as a voice actor. You guys feeling good? Very David, good. David's feeling great. Yeah, feeling super All right, good. Let's oh, see. I got this. Let's see it. Oh, uh, Johnny says cats. Uh, he's incorrect. And uh, both John and David say bloodstain, which is correct. This is a uh, bloodstain, uh, basically a new Castlevania, but uh, with a different name. I was gonna say I I was feeling was like okay I'm, I, it's a Castlevania game I I know Jesse pretty well I know the Castlevania games we've used I'm I'm pretty sure I've guessed the right Castlevania game <laughs> and you said this game was kickstarted like oh it's Bloodstain okay right. that <laughs> thing 
The one that sounds exactly like a Castlevania game because they also got Michiru Yamane to do the music. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Uh, man, that sounded so much like Castlevania music that, yes, I am on the same path as David for this one. And I am also, I assume, on a similar path of embarrassment with David that we have not yet played these. I have been meaning to buy this game because I wanted to play it, but other games got in the way. Honestly, I think hearing this music just kind of put me over on this. Like, I, uh, I, I really want to fucking play this. Like, uh, so Jesse, it's, uh, it's, it's a new Castlevania type game, uh, in the style of, uh, what's it closest to? Is it, is it that Symphony of the Night Metroidvania yes. style or, uh, what yes. we got here? Sympathy of the Night, um, you kill stuff, they drop spirits that you can use as, like, spells or, um, like, abilities, like, uh, passive things to make you better at weapons. Um, you could get a dip different weapons, you know, it's, it's like, a, a Metroidvania, you know. I do And, know. uh, <clears throat> you, your character, Miriam, uh... Some of the equipment she equips uh, shows up during cutscenes, so that may or may not be silly depending on how you've uh, dressed your character. Uh, that's always fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Are you kidding? I, I love that, actually. That's like one of my favorite things about some games where they actually keep the look that you're going for. Something I've been, like, you know, dreaming about since, like, back in the days of Secret of Mana. It's like, I have all this dumb armor on. Why can't I see it? <laughs> like, yeah. Show me my characters wearing something silly, please. Like right now, my character is wearing a a, a pirate hat, so yes. that's fun. And um, let's see, there's a yeah, um, there's a demon barber named Todd who can uh, change your hair and the color of your Sweetie. outfits and stuff. Yep. Um, and uh, but there's it's weird because you fight a bunch of other demon barbers first. And then he show up to this one, and he's just in a room by himself, and you're about to attack him. He's like, no, don't don't kill me. I have a curse. I have to do 666 perfect hairstyles before the curse <laughs> is lifted. Okay, and, now that's a bit and, on the nose. <laughs> and your character's like, that's a terrible curse. And she's like, you're telling me, bub. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible night to have this curse, if you catch my meaning. Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, it's, or wait, what, what, is it a horrible night to have a curse? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. But still, it's, I'm still <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, let's see, David Hayter plays the samurai dude, and um, he kind of sounds like Snake, you know, if he was a samurai. And um, yeah, I think that guy's got the one voice kind of locked and loaded. Yeah, which is good because like I was playing it, I'm like. Is this snake? And I looked up. I was like, "Oh yeah, it is. Awesome, <laughs> it is. <laughs> this is and snake." Although that fight almost made me quit the game because it's very, very fucking hard, and you just have to go back and farm, you know, level up and mm. grind a little. Oh. But once you once you start collecting more uh, spirits and stuff, um, it does start to get more manageable because. You can really, like, customize your character to do a whole sorts of crazy stuff. Um, like, right now, the craziest thing I can do is I can summon a frog. And the frog does way too much damage for just being a frog. Um, I can summon a bunch of different animals, actually. I can summon a rat. I can summon some bats. I can summon ghosts. 
Uh, let's see. A dog thing. Um, this is the thing where I can summon a giant tentacle that slaps everything. Dope. And I've... Oh, and I'm only like like maybe two and a half hours in, so and you still we, tons of things to get. You said you could summon the frog. It's like <laughs> it sounds like some Harry Potter shit where you haven't practiced your Patronus very much. It's like what can you do? Yeah. I can summon a frog. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, there's like fucking demons and vampires and shit over here, and you've got a frog summon. Does it dance like the frog from the WB? No, it doesn't. No, it, it's just a frog. <laughs> it's a demon frog. Uh, okay, see, now we're talking. Uh, yeah. Horn frog? Uh, no, he's just a demon frog. Okay. I like how you're only like two, three hours into this game, and so far the summons are like, oh, a frog, like a ghost. Like, okay, yeah, you can summon those things, like a giant evil tentacle. Like, wait, you're only two hours in and you have the kraken? Like, <laughs> yeah. fuck! Well, uh, I think you get it from the first boss. Okay. The first I was gonna boss say, it's like, wow, that, um, that escalated very quickly. Yeah, but it's 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 cool. The uh, the writing definitely doesn't like doesn't take itself too too serious. Or there's like this one character that's like overly serious, but like in a kind of goofy way. But it, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm digging it so far. Yeah. So tell me about this enemy that you encounter in the sewer area. I'm uh, I'm looking at the uh, the wiki page for this now. Uh, have you gotten to the sewer area? Am I am I about to spoil something for you? Maybe. Big suit of armor what? carries a special weapon. Um. Oh, I don't think I've seen right. that yet. Okay, I well, forgot I, I, that was in the game. I almost don't want to tell you about it because I think you'll really dig it when you encounter him. But, oh, uh, oh, Shovel Knight. Yeah, sh the shovel armor enemy in the sewer area. I'm like, uh, dope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did just encounter a gigantic cat with, like, <laughs> horns. And he, and he, like, slaps you around and summons fire. And I was like, that's a big fucking cat. <laughs> I was going to say, is that a reference or is it just a big ass fire breathing no, cat? No, it was just a big fucking cat. Like, that blew my mind. Like, big old pussy. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Shit. I wish I had more to say about this because I, I know that it's fucking hot right now and I really want to play it. Uh, yeah, but it, like, goes to show you how little I know about it. I was literally gonna ask, like, so, uh, the graphics, like, we got kind of like a, like a 16-bit kind of thing going? It's like, no, no, we don't. It's, uh, it's not that at all. This game looks pretty fucking good. Like, it's a modern game done in a Metroidvania style. Like, I know that I need to play it, and I know I need to hear more of this music, and I've not sought it out, you know. What is it about adulthood and parenthood that eats into your gaming time yeah. so greatly? Jesse, what happened to us? <laughs> <laughs> it picks uh, up, you know, it goes up and down. You know, yeah. you'll get spurts where you get to play more, and then sometimes you don't. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I've realized now, the first couple of years of uh, having a baby, not the uh, not the most, like, independent times in a baby's life. So I'm kind of <laughs> in demand. So, Johnny, you're going to need to play Bloodstained. I'm going to need you. I'm going to need to live through you vicariously. So Okay. Yeah, I'm going to need a couple of less plays on this. I'm going to need a full plot breakdown. Um, you know. You know, Johnny Game Explain. I'm gonna need uh, need your own version of that. You're gonna need to really break down the lore of this game for me. Yeah, you know, I want to be able to talk about it with people by you know listening to you talk about it. So, oh, you know, that, I I think I could do that. 
You've got time for that, right? You don't have any kids. You can do this. <laughs> right? I, I do What's love going the, on? I do love the simple fact, because I was looking up, it's like, I want to see, like, how they translated Shovel Knight, because I knew he was in the game. I was like, oh, and yeah, he looks built, and, like, the armor is very classic medieval, and I pulled up one screenshot where, because you do fight him, and he's doing the classic Shovel Knight shovel drop move, like, nope, it's still fucking Shovel Knight. Like, you can make him look as awesome yeah. as you want, but oh, he's it's still going to jump right. over you and drop <laughs> onto you. <laughs> Jack your ass up with that shovel. That's just his way, baby. Uh, I love Shovel Knight. Speaking of, speaking of going all the way back to the beginning of the show, fucking with, like, shitty polygonal graphics, <laughs> when are we getting the new Shovel Knight? Like a fucking 2D Metroidvania Shovel Knight done with shitty boxy graphics. It makes so much sense. Like, it's time, right? I remember like um, actually Mischief Yacht Makers Club. cross Shovel Knight. <laughs> Yacht Club, like, after they finished Shovel Knight and they were talking about, like, all the other campaigns they were doing, like Plague of Shadows and everything, they were talking about, like, what do you want us to do next and everything. And one of the ideas was, like, Super Shovel Knight, which was yes. basically, like, Shovel Knight on a Super Nintendo. And then somebody suggested Shovel Knight 64. That was like shitty polygonal graphic version of Shovel Knight. Yeah. And they seriously consider doing that. It's like, please mm -hmm. do make that game. I want yeah. that. I'm saying, man, like, you know, I don't care if it's 2D or 3D. It'd be fucking cool if it was 3D. Like, you're just, you know, oh God, imagine like a 3D, even just a bad 3D platformer where you're playing as Shovel Knight and bouncing on shit. Like, you know, Gex 3, Deep Shovel Gecko. Like, you know, just, like, I'm trying to think of the shittiest, like, you know, shittiest good 3D platformer. Get, you know, get us that Rayman or Gex engine, throw Shovel Knight in it, and just, you know, let us go to town. Like, it'd be so I would, good. The only thing I could want more than, like, a shitty graphic 3D Shovel Knight game is if it's like Gex and there's a level in the Titanic for some reason. Yes, and Shovel Knight is suddenly Dana Gould. <laughs> Um, <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, you know, it, a uh, Nintendo 64 or like 32X era Shovel Knight would be pretty fucking dope. But then again, so would a Nintendo 64 or 32X era Bloodstained. Um, you know, this game, it seems really fucking cool. And I need to, uh, I need to get it. So, Jesse, I this, I assume, carries your recommendation? Oh, especially for, you know, October, you want to play something spooky. <laughs> uh, you're not spoiling anything. Are you Are you terrible at this game? Um, I am so far, but um, I still haven't figured <laughs> I've out recording. how to make... <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, that's all right. Yeah, there's, uh, it's probably... on Xbox Game Pass, which okay. is... It's so good. Like, there's so many games I wouldn't be playing without Game Pass... Like, even, like, some games that are just kind of average, like, they're still kind of fun to play, but I wouldn't, you know, spend 40 bucks for them, but... Right, I was going to say, yeah, I when they're on Game Pass, yeah. you might as well. I was going to say, like, wow, you get to play them on Game Pass, I get the privilege of paying 15 to $20 for them on my Switch, baby! So, yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm actually looking for a recommendation. Like, <laughs> you know, I have to spend money. But, I uh, just... I, I mean, I, w I would pay to this game, because it is good. I can tell. I'll point something out, John. I like how you kept saying Nintendo 64 and Sega 32X era. I think the Sega 32X era was like two months, three months. Like, it's not much of an era. It's a hell of an era, baby. It burned out bright. <laughs> it's like a shooting star. 
Yeah, exactly. It was a goddamn supernova, John. <laughs> yeah, you know this. You had your 32X plugged into your Sega CD, plugged into your Sega Genesis, right? That's not the order you plug them in, but that's fine. Shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, tell us how to make the uh, like the fucking Sega Big Mac before we move on, John. 32X, 32X into the Genesis, Genesis into the Sega CD. Right. Okay. And how many power outlets do you need? Three. Wait, four. <laughs> Jesus, God. No, three. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, we, we talked about it, Johnny. You can, you could fool me easily if you just speak confidently. You need I six really power would have out, You need six power outlets for this monstrosity. <laughs> but it lets you play Bloodstained. It's all good. You have to dedicate so. a whole circuit of your house to it. Yeah, <laughs> really can't run bloodstained at the same time as the dryer. Or yeah, don't. The, the whole house is going to short out. <laughs> uh, don't try to pop popcorn while playing this game. <laughs> it takes one of those heavy-duty outlets. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jesse, fuck yeah on Bloodstained, Game Pass, uh, and uh, Sega 32X. Anything else? Oh, no, that's it. Hell yeah, guys. Johnny, let's finish it up, man. What do we got finishing off the night? Game 5.
Oh, man. Guys, I, I'm trying to decide whether or not to give you, like, the tricky trivia first or the giveaway trivia. I mean, I don't know. What do you What do you guys think? Uh, giveaway. Giveaway? Yeah, okay. I'll do that. So, this game features a musical score by Tim Fallon. Who has named this game's title track as his favorite amongst his compositions. Everyone, make sure your dicks are set in the full and upright position as we begin the third song. Guys, fuck. How's fuck everybody feeling? Oh. I need a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. I need a minute. I was gonna say. Yep. Ooh. Somebody get me a towel. Let's see those answers. David says ghouls and ghosts. He's incorrect. Johnny and Jesse both have the correct answer. This is solstice. 
Yes, Solstice for the NES. Famous only for having a Tim Fallon soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was fucking Tim Fallon. Yeah, baby, Oof. that was uh, that was the title theme uh, with all the fucking wacky complexity of, like, a goddamn Rush song. I mean, like... <laughs> Jesus Christ, he it, really went all out on that. <laughs> it really begins to not sound like an NES anymore. Like it begins to sound like some kind of crazy Commodore 64 composition or something. Like Oh yeah, no, it's it's like transcendent after a while. It's like you stop hearing the limitations of the NES sound chip and you're just like, you know, like you with a good pair of headphones on, it's like I just I'm transported. Like this is fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker got Just- that chip to sing. Uh, John, if you don't mind me asking, where did you get that trivia? Because I have uh, notes that Fallen noted Ghouls and Ghosts on the Commodore 64 as his favorite work. Oh, well, I probably should have given you the less uh, Tim Fallen-based trivia then about the 250 puzzle rooms, but nope. Uh, According to Solstice's Wikipedia page, the game features a musical score by Tim Fallen, who named the game's title track as his favorite amongst his compositions. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I mean, you know, hmm. I say la vie. I was saying, hmm. we take that, you know. Right. I was wrong, I was wrong. It's okay, yeah, that's the thing. You, you, you gotta know Solstice, motherfucker. Like, what's wrong with you? you, you, you what's the matter, David? You didn't play Solstice? No. I mean, did you play the sequel? Eclipse? Oh, see, I was gonna or say. Or no, Equinox. Yeah. That's the secret that I <laughs> that I discovered by looking this up. I'm like, man, this game kind of like this soundtrack kind of fucks. Like, this is some good Tim Fallon shit, and it's like you know, it was followed by a 1993 sequel, Equinox. I'm like, ah, oh, balls, fuck this. <laughs> like, I was right on the verge of not using it. <laughs> it's like, no, this soundtrack's way better than whatever fucking weird wind music he was doing for Equinox. Like, you know. We got Equinox back as a request all the way in episode six. Go back and look that shit up. Uh, Thanks, Alex. Super game that tune. Thank you, Alex Messenger. Patreon super fan tier producer still to this day. Um, But yeah, uh, Equinox uh, can suck my balls. (laughs) Solstice, however, uh, (laughs) much better. Not in terms of gameplay. It's just like Equinox. It's an isometric puzzle room adventure type game. Uh, man, I tried watching a video of this to get a read on this. And, <laughs> oh man, what a fucking pile of inscrutability this game is. <laughs> it's, How long uh, did you last? Oh, I mean, in terms of this long play I was watching. See, here's the problem with watching a video about the game rather than attempting to play the game. If I attempted to play this game... I would have lasted about five minutes. Instead, I watched a long play of someone who obviously knows how to play this game, and they were, like, rocking its ass in about five minutes. And that's all I could stand. I'm like, okay, wait, I can't keep up with this. Like, this doesn't, you know... He's just jumping around and grabbing tiles and dropping shit onto spikes and... What's that? He's falling down pits and going different levels. Like, you know, oh, this whole game seemed like an 8-bit version of the Water Temple from fucking Zelda Ocarina of Time. Like, I couldn't get a read on what the fuck was going on, and it's all kind of multi-dimensional fucking shit that I can't figure out. You're grabbing items, and I don't know what any of, what any of them do. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. 
isometric puzzle adventure game with over 250 rooms. Fuck that. This game, though, has a Tim Fallon soundtrack. That's uh, that's why we're here, baby. Uh, Wonderful. You know, bow down before the fucking lord of <laughs> NES music, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this soundtrack is good. <laughs> like, man. I just, you know, it's, it's crazy, man. And this is what I was like, oh, well, that's got to be like his magnum opus. Like, he just fucked off and, like, didn't do anything for a couple years after that? No, this was before Silver Surfer. This was before Pictionary. This was before Treasure Master. You know, he rocked the fucking NES house on a few more games, and then he went on to the SNES, and he did Block and Equinox and shit. Like, Jesus Christ, man. This guy, he can make those chips sing. Tim it's just, Fallen it's, fucks. He does. You know, he, he does, absolutely yeah. fucks. <laughs> you know, there's no question. Like, it's... uh. Arpeggio master. Yeah, truly. We've been honoring him since game one or since episode one of this goddamn show. You know, back when I didn't even know who Tim Fallon was, Jesse graced us with Sky Shark, and I'm like, yeah, that's a nice soundtrack. He's like, yeah, it's Tim Fallon. He's fucking great arpeggios, and he kind of fucks. And I'm like, cool. I'm gonna look into some more of that. Here we are, 175 episodes later. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, I should bust out another Tim Fallon soundtrack, because uh, we're hitting a little milestone here, guys. Does anybody know how many NES games we've used on this show? Ooh. 175. Is this <laughs> There's been one every single episode. <laughs> is, this, is this number 90? 100? I'm, I was just saying, I'm going to go with the big one. 100? <laughs> Why would you guess 90? <laughs> what the hell, John? Yes, 90, you know classic milestone <laughs> number you didn't even guess 69 like, what's I mean, wrong with you? 90 is a lot of something like that's that's yeah. a good amount but if you've been consulting our spreadsheet of games that we've already used there have been it's been sitting on 99 <laughs> nes games for a few weeks now and yes this is nes game number 100 for us nice. so nice. Uh, we've used just about one seventh of all nes games in existence Woo. Uh, and it felt like, hey man, let's let's cross that milestone tonight. We got a free play. I got a Tim Fallon soundtrack loaded up for that. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a fucking it's the hundredth NES game that we feature on the show. I'm proud of that, man. Like, it's uh, you know, NES reigns supreme on Game That Tune. Hmm. Yeah, of course. Uh, second place, Genesis with Johnny and Jesse uh, representing very heavily, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. third place, Super uh, Super Nintendo. All me, no David. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not true. Nice I, job. I, I used Mega Man Seven. He's right. Thanks for contributing. Uh, arguably <laughs> the worst Mega Man game. <laughs> <laughs> well, now John, yeah, I'm I, helping. You didn't mention. I really appreciate it. Having to talk about Shade Man. Thanks, David. Thanks for bringing shit up. You uh, didn't mention what number of games we were after Genesis and Super Nintendo, though. I, I know. I'm sorry, man. It's because it's not 100. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's slightly less than that. So, yes, uh, the uh, if my fucking Google sheet would load. The system can't... Yes, it, it is official. Actually, shit. Now everything's changed. Okay, so before this show, 99 NES games, 80 Sega Genesis games, and 79 SNES games. Nice. So the Genesis... Okay, so it's now 100... <laughs> It's 182 and still 79. Nobody fucking chose... Uh, nice. Uh, wait, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's, there's, there's not much to say. It's fucking great. The soundtrack's fucking awesome. 
the game is inscrutable. I can, this seems like the kind of game that you would rent from Blockbuster, and it would just drop you into like a little ISO room with an arrow, and then you just never find your way out, and you fucking <laughs> like kill yourself. <laughs> like you just, I can't imagine this game being fun. Like the you know, the one up is a, it's just like a blue wizard's hat that's sitting on the ground. You're picking up all kinds of different potions. I mean, like nothing in this game makes any sense. The only thing that Man. makes sense is a Tim Fallon soundtrack. <laughs> you remind me how terrible it was to play a game and have no idea how to play the game. Like, if you rented a game from, like, a mom and pop's place, yep. you know, chances but. are they wouldn't have the fucking manual. Nope. So you just put the game in, and if you didn't know how to play it, you were fucked. There's no internet. You might have a friend who's played it before, maybe, but you were just, yeah, this game would just... Yeah. I used to hate like going to the the video rental place down from my parents' house when I was a kid and like renting the game or even renting one from like Albertsons and like getting home and opening up the package and there wasn't a manual. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, shit. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. These these games don't the gameplay is not intuitive. Like if you're playing yeah. an NES game in an isometric perspective, that's already a detriment. Like you can't go diagonal with that gamepad. So, like, nothing makes sense as it is. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, and it's not, not going to go well for you. Games in that era did not have tutorial levels, intro, intro levels, you know. Shit, no. These went right in. No hand-holding, just ball-kicking. Exactly. And Tim Fallon music playing the entire goddamn time. Oh, this, like, well, this is cool, but, like, am I getting anywhere? <laughs> like, I kind of feel like I'm just... Falling in a lot of pits and uh, hmm. falling in a lot of pits. Would you sit? Yeah. Oh, damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say you're Jeff and Tim in a lot of pits? No. 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 You'd say you're falling in a lot of pits. <laughs> I mean, you could. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, man. Uh, fucking Solstice on the NES. What a fucking game. Uh, and like I said before, it's. Uh, yeah, so it it's our 100th NES game. So if uh, if we're collecting a hundred of something, then I believe that gets us uh, as per you know old NES rules a one up. Is that correct? Yes. yes. It's with that in mind that I go to a, a hastily slapped together episode 175 unnecessary tie breaking lightning round. Now, Johnny, I'm going to let you participate in this because it's lightning round designed for three, uh, even though you are not in any danger of breaking this tie. So, <laughs> you know, video games give you a lot of ways to earn an extra life. Uh, one of them is uh, collecting a hundred of something or just finding a special item. And so I've compiled, you know, this really is going to be a lightning round. I got ten different things. I'm going to give you the year and the name of an item or a method of getting an extra life, and you tell me what game... This occurs in. Is everybody okay. ready? Yes. Yes. All right, so Johnny, you have the least points, so we're going to start with you. All right, Johnny. 2008. Stock ball. And I have to give you the game this is from? Yes, you do. Uh, Super Monkey Ball. That's a very good guess, John. That's incorrect. For no points, David, would you like to attempt to steal? 
Wall Street? Wall Street? <laughs> Stock? S-T-O-C? Oh, oh! Um, Smash Brothers Brawl. Super Smash Brothers Brawl Subspace Emissary is the correct answer. Alright, so we're moving on to, day, uh, to Jesse. Sorry, I was going counterclockwise. 2017, Mifa's Grace. Oh, man. Can I don't know. For no points I, I don't know. I don't know. David, for no points, would you like to steal? Breath of the Wild. That is the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh. Two right answers, zero points. That's the See, David I don't think of that game as having lives. Weird. See, but, you know, for Mifa's Grace, you would only activate it by being killed and being yeah. resurrected. It was an extra life. Uh, okay, David, this one's for you, baby. 1981. The special flag. Uh, Packland. Wrong. Or maybe right, but, uh... The one, the, uh, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, this shit is rigged. Johnny, go for it. Donkey Kong. Wrong. Jesse, you want to steal for no points? <laughs> what was the item again? Special flag. Oh, um... Uh, Mario Bros. The original no. one. Uh, the answer that I wrote here is Rally X. Oh, God. Ha-ha! <sighs> <laughs> The originator uh. of the special flag. <laughs> this lightning round's going fantastically. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Here we go. 1995. Shooting 40 consecutive enemies without missing. Uh, 1995. House of the Dead. That's a good guess, but it's incorrect. Does anybody want to attempt to steal for no points? Radius 3? Incorrect. Jesse. R-Type. That's also incorrect. Jo Johnny was the closest. It was Time Crisis. Ah. The shittiest possible way of earning an extra life is by shooting 40 things in a row in Time Crisis without missing a single shot. Alright. We're moving on. Jesse. 2001. A Squirrel Tale. Is it... Conquer? It is Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Johnny, give him a cha-ching on that. Uh, there it is. David. 1994. A Red Balloon. Oh, Donkey Kong Country. That's correct. There we go. Johnny. 1991. Uh, 100 rings or 50,000 points. Sonic the Hedgehog. That is incorrect. Ah. <laughs> Sonic 2, baby. That's not 1991. Get out of here. That's 1992. <sighs> not from what I saw. Nope, 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 <laughs> Do we nope, need to nope. I don't want to get into this That's debate. That's not Give a debate. A point you... Take a point. <laughs> cool. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> he's at no danger of winning. <laughs> Jesse, 1998, the Golden Bear statue. Banjo Kazooie? That's correct. <laughs> David, really fucking you here. 2004, the Resurrection File. 2004? Mm -hmm. And file is spelt P-H-I-A-L. 
sorry. Tales of Symphonia. Fair guess. No, the answer was Fable. Oh, of course. Really more of a Jesse question. And Johnny, 2002, finishing us off. This is a, this was supposed to be the chance for someone to win this whole thing. And, of course, I didn't set it up that way. Uh, 2002, The Stone Mirror. Uh, 2002, The Stone Mirror? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask? That's incorrect. Anybody want a chance to steal for no points? You know, if you had given me points for stealing them, I could have won this damn round. I know, but <laughs> that's the beauty of it, man. Who's to say that by the end of the round, I wouldn't give you the points anyway? Do you know what the stone mirror's from? 2002 stone mirror. Uh, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror? No, that's incorrect. Jesse, last chance. God of War. No, that's incorrect. It's a game we all played and love very dearly. It's Fatal Frame. Um, oh. Yeah, duh. I really should have organized these better, so that was up front. And we could finish on a game we actually all liked. But anyway, that's our uh, that's our impromptu and unnecessary tie-breaking lightning round. Johnny, it's time to send it to the calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Beeps. What the heck? Scoring complete. This game's winner is... Jesse Moore. Awesome. Hell yeah, motherfucker. Fantastic show tonight, Jesse. You uh, you obviously reigned supreme in that lightning round. You picked up uh, two big points. Uh, just about as good as that round could have gone for any of us. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> way to go, my man. Yeah, I think you should win just based on being the first person to bring a Tim Fallon soundtrack to the show. Like, you know, you really... You introduced me, you know, my uncultured video yeah. game music podcast host and ass to Tim Fallon all those years ago. And uh, here we are, all these years later, and I'm, you know, I'm bowing down at the altar. So, you know, you're, uh, you're like the cardinal of the church of Tim Fallon. Just, and, just uh, let you know, Jesse, I as well had never heard of Tim Fallon before we started this show. Yeah, you spoke about it as though it should be common knowledge, and I'm like... I should probably make that common knowledge. <laughs> like yeah. He says that like, oh, yeah, yeah, Tim Fallon. That's the guy we all know. Like, uh, Oh, crap. Were we supposed to look up composers for these things? <laughs> I, I kind of thought we'd just play some music and drink beers, baby. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Jesse, you, uh, you got the fantastic win tonight. And uh, what do you got in mind for our next episode? I mean, it's October. Let's do spooky games. Ooh, that's it, man. That's all it takes. Spooky games. Uh, I got this great game in mind. I just heard about it recently. Bloodstain. I'm going to use that next week. It's great. Soundtrack is so good. Yeah, soundtrack straight up fucks. It like, you know, demon and vampire fucks. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, I would like to remind everybody we don't reuse games on this show. So, uh, no, I won't be using Bloodstain. But, yes, it's October. It's time for spooky games. Because, you know, I guess the other alternative theme would be, like, I don't know, games with leaves. Orange leaves. Uh, you know, it's oh god. T t should we have been this whole time doing a fall in like theme, Ooh. like a Tim Fallen uh. for fall? Have we been fucking around for all these years and not come up with Tim Fallen autumn? <laughs> like, god I mean, for it. February, I did fall in in love. Yeah, that's true. So, and 
it absolutely fucked and we all fell in love with it so you know thank you for that uh but yeah so uh yeah maybe some tip following maybe he composed for a spooky game but yeah spooky games on next week's game that tune thank you so much for that theme jesse and thank you everybody for listening we appreciate you always watching along live with us we're live every wednesday night twitch youtube and facebook search for game that tune find us there uh, we're in podcast form the following Wednesdays. Check us out in Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcasts. Just search for Game That Tune. Come find us. We're there, baby. Uh, you should check out patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the home for awesome fucking exclusives. We've got GTT Gems. We've got Covered Up. Uh, we've got a lot. Of, you know, we just published a random fucking post show from our last episode. You should listen to that if you want to hear us talk about shit and cum. And then eventually talk about <laughs> movies and TV that we like. I mean, like, it's, way to sell it. it. Yes. Do you like disgusting things? <laughs> Do you also like television shows? Then maybe check us out while we're drunkenly talking about these things after the show ends. That's the kind of content you can expect from Patreon.com/slash Game That Tune, baby. Um, special thanks to our super fan tier producers. Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Parkey, and of course, Chrono. Fantastic guys. Always appreciate everything you're doing for the show. Uh, check out merch.gamethattune.com. It's the home for awesome fucking GTT merch. We got t-shirts. We've got fucking shower curtains. We got coffee mugs. We got baby onesies for the, for the little ones in your life. We got undergarments johnny what kind of undergarments we got over there panties hey we broke the panties curse he said it folks <laughs> this was what it took we had to make a free play jingle all about john being a weird prude that's gonna be fantastic <laughs> oh he's gonna say panties every single episode now we're gonna lean <laughs> off with that we're gonna call him john panties um yeah so check out merch.gamethatune.com buy some panties for that lady in your life she's gonna you know, she might divorce you, but she might also really like the panties. I don't know. It's a, it's a real toss-up. <laughs> um, we we appreciate you guys checking us out there, enjoying uh, enjoying that fucking wacky merch. Uh, we you know besides just stuff with our logo on it, we have a couple of stupid fucking art T-shirts over there. We got dinosaurs with titties. We got George Lucas slamming his dick in a microwave. We got some weird shit in our merch <laughs> store. If you haven't checked it out, again, check out merch.gamethatune.com. Uh, thanks to our requester tonight, Isaac on YouTube placed this request because he wanted his music in the GTT radio live stream, and uh, I can't blame him. Everybody wants their music in the GTT radio live stream. And you can hit us up with your request there. You can hit us up with your requests in the Discord server. Hit us up with requests, gamethattune at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at gamethattune, or find us individually on Twitter. I'm there at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at jpreganjr. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at DFD Fleming. And you can find Jesse Moore, this week's winner, on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. Hell yeah, man. So, what do you got for bonus tunes tonight, Jesse? What are we going home with? Uh, what if uh, Luigi's Mansion had lyrics by Breno Floss? Sounds pretty spooky to me, baby. Peace out, y'all. You've won the mansion, Luigi. 
Don't question it, it's legit, no bullshit. It may be crumbling and creepy, but much more space than that tiny place you split. Luigi, hello! Welcome to my hut! I'm Professor E. Guest! Stop scratching your butt! This mansion appeared in a big puff of doom and it's dusty as shit! Here, take this vacuum! Your brother gets a world and a land and a mouse! He gets a galaxy! You get the fucking house! By the way, he's here and he's feeling sad! He's stuck in a painting which is suddenly bad! Come in and join us, Luigi! Maybe you'll make a new friend! A cool friend. Your pants may be full of pee pee. But once you're in here, the fun will never end. So you get the lunch title. Make the most out of it. Get the free mansion. Take the ghost out of it. I teach you to ghost bust. It's easy enough. Just sucky, sucky, sucky and clean up the white stuff. The mansion isn't real. Just go in and suck it up. The money's real though, so Scrooge McDuck it up. There's butlers and grannies and babies, so go. And if you get scared, just yell. Virtua Racing Deluxe is copyright 1994 Sega Games Company Limited. Mario Tennis Open is copyright 2012 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Zero Wing is copyright 1989 Toa Plan Company Limited. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is <clears throat> Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is copyright 2019 505 Games. Solstice is copyright 1990 Software Creations. <laughs>